What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, everybody? It's Keefe, and you're watching another edition of the Weekly Ritual, Ghost Cult's weekly news show, live here on the interwebs. This is our weekly collection of festival news, tour dates, major news stories, pop culture references, merch drops, and whatever else we like. Thanks for being here. We have been doing this live for about two straight months. Before that, we did about 150 episodes of a pre-recorded, edited show. If you're here from that, if you're here from our YouTube, if you're here on TikTok, if you're here on Instagram, if you're here on Twitch, thank you for being a friend. We appreciate it. So here's the lay of the land of the show. We uh, make some announcements, talk about anything else that's uh, been going on in the world. Uh, thanks for joining all of y'all on the gram. His stage hand and elves and knights, thanks for being here. Um, we we kick off the show with announcements. Then we talk about the major uh, features we've had this week at the site, including anything you might have missed, as well as major festival announcements, stuff coming up, stuff announced, things, you know, bands that drop off sometimes. Major, major tour dates, some kicking off this week and this weekend, others just being announced. We got a lot of them this week, as well as a few major news stories and some fun stuff at the end in our mailbag. So right off the bat, thanks for being here. Uh, okay, you win. And Forrest Spooky, what's up, what's up? Good to see you. Oh, by the way, uh, the best experience for watching this show is probably on... And on Twitch, but we're on all the things, Facebook, Instagram Live, Twitch. Uh, if you join us over on any of the socials and you drop us a thanks, a, a donation, a super thanks, a chat, I will do a shot of this Fireball Whiskey. I love whiskey. I'm not a Fireball Whiskey fan, but uh, it was one of those things. I was at the, the beer store, and I was like, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, bro? It's all the beers, and I saw this little Fireball Whiskey, and I was like, this will be fun for the for the podcast and the video. This show is also a podcast. you hear about that in a minute. But, yeah, give us a super thanks or a super chat or a donation, and I will do a shot of this Fireball Whiskey. Uh, we appreciate donations of $5 and up, but whatever you want to give is fine. And if you donate to us, I'll also gladly answer any of your questions about the world of rock and metal. Uh, this is our business. This is our life. This is what we do year round. So I like sharing that. I'm going to take a sip of my seltzer, my Waterloo grape. Happy Friday. If you're on the East coast or in Europe, still a few, a little more time on the West coast where I am about 10 30 Pacific time. I just got a an announcement on my phone that says there's a wind warning, a high storm warning, and a gale force, gale force winds and storm flooding alerts. Crazy, crazy storms today here in California. So uh, yeah, uh, that's why we got underway a little bit late. Let's uh, kick things off with our little ticker again. We are ghostcultmag.com. In case you didn't know, check out our website every day seven days a week for rock and metal news coverage, other genres too, but mostly those. And uh, obviously all the things on our socials. And I will minimize myself in the corner here. So here's our, our little run through. I have my script here on my screens 
in an array. So if I'm not looking right at the camera, it's because I'm looking at my notes or I'm looking at a, another camera. Whew. Time for the announcements. And this is a heavy, heavy week, man. It's a heavy week. Uh, first things first, Gary Rosington of, of Leonard Skinner, the last surviving co-founding member of the band, has passed away. He died suddenly this week at age 71. The cause of death was revealed, but he had heart problems for many years. Uh, Gary, was in uh, you can't throw this world around. The guy was a legend and an icon. I know these words get used a lot, but he really was. He Whenever you hear Leonard Skinner, you hear the slide guitar. That's almost always Gary. He is the he is the slide guitar player on Freebird. He played the solo on Tuesday's God and many other songs. He had a pretty awesome career outside of Leonard Skinner as well. Uh, but basically, for the last thirty plus years, he had been back in the band, and um, you know, very sad to hear that he passed. We were lucky enough to cover Leonard Skinner a few times at festivals the last few years. So sad stuff. And then tonight, right before we went to record. Scott Livingston of the Bay Area experimental black metal band Mama Leak died. The band made a post to social media that he had passed. Pretty shocking. He's only 38 years old. No cause of death is known. But, you know, Scott not only was a killer drummer and a multi-instrumentalist, he was a, a designer. So he used to do the layout for albums, including... Mr. Bungle and Dead Cross right out of the Bay Area here, mostly. So, you know, really, really tough stuff. Well, you know, we're very sad to hear about uh, this good artist. I got to see Mama Leek a couple of times, including once at Roadburn. Mama Leek has two shows coming up, Roadburn and Oblivion Access. And those are going to be ostensibly tribute shows. And they'll figure out what they're going to do for the future after that. They haven't really said, but sad stuff. On to the features of the week here at Ghost Cult. And this is usually, you know, main things that we put out that nobody else has. Exclusive interviews, things like that. So first things first, I got to interview Tim Ripper Owens of KK's Priest. He just put out a solo EP late in the year, produced by Jamie Jost of Hatebreed from his Perseverance label. And, you know, I got, I've interviewed Ripper quite a few times and he is always a pleasure to chat with him. He's a big ghost cult supporter and fan. So we appreciate that. And, and talking to Ripper was a, a gas. And he talked a little bit about KK's priest and he talked about his solo record. And just in case you didn't know, the team that Josta uses that produced Tim's album also did the D Snyder solo albums, as well as Corpse Grinder solo album last year. He's got that core group of guys that Josta works with for his label and his own stuff, his solo stuff. So killer interview with Ripper. Go check it out here on YouTube and elsewhere. I also interviewed Lilith Czar. You might know her. She's a Sumerian records artist. She used to record under a different name, but Lilith Czar is her new persona for the last year and a half. And she had this album come out created from filth and dust. That's pretty killer. She's been on huge tours all over America this last year, and she's got new music on the way soon. So this is a good chat. Also, also, we ran our interview with Sammy from Lost Society, the Finnish rock and heavy metal band, dropped a new album. When the sky comes down, if the sky comes down last year in the fall, we chatted with Sammy later in the year and just dropped it now, and he gives us a whole history of the band, as well as drop some knowledge bombs about being in the music business and a track-by-track -track breakdown of that album. So you should check that chat out. We also 
have the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. As I mentioned, this show will be on the podcast over the weekend in case you're watching now, but you prefer to listen later on or watch on the podcast. We're on every major podcast platform. And also some of our interviews run there. We ran our exclusive interview with Kevin Rutmanis, which appeared previously on YouTube, but now it's in podcast form. Kevin used to be in Melvin's. He's from the punk avant-garde band Cows, and he has two solo records out right now, or a solo record and a duet record uh, with Trevor Dunn of Mr. Buckle, Dunn, Dunn with Rumanis, which is a double entendre and a pun at the same time. Hey, Rebecca, my friend Rebecca's here. How are you doing tonight, Rebecca? Um, so yeah, uh, Ghost Cult Magazine podcast, where we listen to podcasts. Another podcast here at the channel that you can find a lot on our website is the Heavy Music Business Podcast, the Heavy Business Podcast, brought to you by C-Squared Music Marketing. They do marketing and artist services, and they have a podcast geared toward interviewing people in the music industry and giving advice to bands. I was just a guest on the show again this week. It will air sometime in the future, but you can get to hear me talk all about making videos and video content for your bands and brands. So that's fun and worth looking forward to. Another podcast I'm the co-host of is the Glacially Musical Podcast, Beer, Metal, and Swearing, although not as much swearing as we used to because YouTube hates swearing now. But we are doing a brand new series on the band Baroness, and we did the Red Album, but actually this week is the Blue Album. So we've already done the Red Album, and Blue Album is dropping at midnight tonight, so you can check out the Glacially Musical Podcast. We also do fun uh, in, informative chaser episodes to keep the drinking theme going about vinyl care and nerdism and interviews with other band people. So it's a lot of fun. We have a, we're going to record another chaser this weekend. Backstage Poppy Chulo, you have a cool name. I like that. Um, so yeah, let's see. I don't think there's anybody here in the comments, but you'll feel free to, again, give us a super chat and a comment. And I will chop it up with you. And again, I will I will do it if you're on YouTube and you give us a $5 super chat or a super thanks. I will do a shot of this Fireball whiskey in this uh, Hawaiian shot glass. This shot glass from Hawaii that Rebecca gave me. I'm trying to think if there's any other features this week. Uh, no, we're going to get right into the festival news. Major festival announcements. Rocklahoma is back this September, hosted by Eddie Trunk, and is headlined by Godsmack, Pantera, Rob Zombie, Limp Bizkit, Bush, Chabelle, Corey Taylor, Solo, Daughtry, Theory of a Dead Man, Ministry, Asking Alexandria, uh, Code Orange, Gwar, Mammoth, WBH, P.O.D., Atreyu, Ginger, Skid Row, Buckcherry, and many more. Always a good time. We've covered Rocklahoma in the past. Worth checking out. Bamboozle Fest. This is really interesting. There's a lot of stuff swirling around this festival, but Bamboozle Fest released their full lineup recently. And, you know, Bamboozle Fest was kind of a smallish, a smaller DIY festival in New Jersey for a long time. And then they had like, they would have a few headliners, but never really like what I would call breakthrough headliners. And then they teased that they were coming back after a very long absence. And, you know, it's a good lineup. But it's also a little confusing because it's definitely a lot of mainstream artists as well as rock and metal artists. So uh, good for them. Well, it remains to be seen. It's coming up in early May. So about 
eight weeks away or less in Bader Field in Atlantic City. Atlantic City has had several rock festivals try to make it. Uh, we covered one last fall that was solid, but it'll remain, you know, we'll see how it goes with the comeback of Bamboozle. Also coming up pretty soon is Texas Mammoth Fest. Uh, this is kind of like uh, post-rock, math rock, noise bands. And we've actually interviewed a lot of these bands. This is pretty funny. Um, so Hideous, who put out a killer record last year. Steak Sauce, Mustache. We have a new interview coming up with soon. Should run that soon. And so this is Mammoth Fest 2. Taking uh, the Arson Choir, a, a lot of bands, the Sound That Ends Creation. We've interviewed all these bands. It's kind of funny. But uh, yeah, this is a killer-looking festival. Kind of reminds me of a mini Mathcore Index, if that's kind of your thing. Not sure if it is. Also, also, one of the biggest music festivals in the world is Glastonbury Festival. And they just announced their full lineup, including Guns N' Roses as one of the headliners. Uh, you know, some pop groups, Elton John, Arctic Monkeys, Lizzo. Also, though, some pretty cool rock bands. Blondie is on there. Uh, Churches, who I'm a big fan of. Fever Ray. I didn't know they played live, but that's kind of cool. Uh, so, yeah, kind of a fun. Nova Twins, Manic Street Preachers, The War on Drugs, Thundercat, formerly of Suicidal Tendencies. So kind of a fun lineup, uh, you know, of all the sort of half in the, you know, mostly mainstream with a little bit of rock festivals, Glastonbury might be the most fun. So very cool. GNR headlining along with Arctic Monkeys, Elton John, Lizzo. Hyperspace Metal Festival, definitely not any pop bands there, is coming up soon in April. And they are headlined by the homies in Exmortis. Exmortis was the very first show that I saw after the big pandemic Lovato break. So I went to see Exmortis here in San Francisco. Striker, Rot City, Judicator, Paladin, a lot of tread, heavy metal and thrash metal and proggy thrash metal bands. So very, very cool. This is coming up in mid-April. Check it out in Canada. All righty. 70,000 tons of metal just finished cruising about a month ago, maybe five weeks ago. We have our review running in two parts this week. You can check that out at the site. They dropped a little notice that they're already thinking about 2024, and they want fans to submit their picks, their favorites, their wish lists of artists they want to bring on the cruise and you know by all accounts it was an amazing time it was their first show back the first cruise back in a few years and it was a success by all accounts you can read our review at the site this week aftershock festival is going to announce their full lineup any day now right here in my backyard of sacramento guns and roses when they announced their world tour recently mentioned that they are one of the headliners so we know a couple of the headliners we still don't know the full headliners but Pretty cool, uh, pretty cool information there. GNR planning a huge world tour this year. The, the just going almost uh, eight years since they came back. Eight eight years since they announced seven years of shows, and arguably the biggest selling tour of all time. Which is why you see a lot of these bands unretiring to come back and tour because they saw GNR, and they you know Metallica is touring less and less, but bands like GNR are touring more and more. So just very interesting. This, this looks awesome. Camp Punksylvania taking place in PA this spring, 
headlined by the suicide machines of Wilhelm Screams reactivated, Tsunami Bomb, who's on tour right now, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, War on Women, The Dolly Rots, Escape from the Zoo, Barstool Preachers, Belvedere, so many cool bands. This looks like a lot of fun. A lot of pop punk, a lot of hardcore punk. Just fun bands, kind of like that Warp Tour spirit uh, for for a week, a, a, an all dayer basically. So very exciting stuff. Furnace Fest. Speaking of hardcore and more hardcore, Furnace Fest has announced their uh, pre-show, their benefit bash, uh, or it's not. Yeah, it's it's uh, put on by Furnace Fest. Their festivals in September. This is a benefit. June 17th, headlined by Darkest Hour, the Casey Strain, Integrity, Maylene and the Sons of Disaster, Left to Supper, Left to Suffer, Left You No Supper, Keefe, forgetting these names wrong, Left to Suffer, Capra, the homies, you can see the banner over my shoulder, Judas Cradle, Cross Five Aprils, Holy Gold, Reclaim the Empire, Stay Lost, Enjoy Boy, that's an all-dayer, 12 noon doors, 1 p.m. show, that's taking place in Birmingham, Alabama. At the Sloss Furnaces. Alrighty. Between the Buried and Me has announced a big headline tour of North America. They're taking out Rivers of Ni Rivers of Nile and Thank You Scientist. They are playing the Parallax 2 in its entirety on this tour. Always a fun time. Always a fun time. Alice Cooper, big announcement that he was uh, having a big tour this spring. And Nita Strauss is coming back to the band. She took a hiatus from the band in the fall and uh, to go tour with Demi Lovato. Yeah, you got to go where the money is. There's not a lot of riches in heavy metal unless you're at the top, top, top of the heap. And so, uh, yeah, Nita Strauss is back in Alice Cooper's band and he has a bunch of tours and festivals coming up. Very exciting stuff. As well as that uh, summer tour with Rob Zombie, which we're also very excited about. Speaking of other festivals, Shaky Knees Fest is taking place in Atlanta. And they just announced their night, late night shows. All these major festivals usually do some after-hour shows in addition to the festival. So they have announced Spacey Jane, the Morris Volta, Joey Valance and Bray, Off, Diggable Planets. Just super cool. All these bands are doing late night shows. And Shaking These. Also, we've been talking a lot about South by Southwest starting up now. Smart Punk, which is the merch store and what record store website, has announced a huge free two-day showcase with dozens of bands. You can check out the list. But very cool for Smart Punk. Other South by Southwest bands that are having a showcase, the unofficial showcase, Third Man Records, owned by Jack White, but he puts out like a lot of punk and heavy metal bands. They're having also a two-day showcase next week, uh, Thursday and Friday. So very cool. Very cool bands that they rep, bands they put out, bands they like. Gravitoid Heavy Music Festival is coming up also next week. It's kind of a one-dayer, but it's a headline by our homies in Grave Huffer. Other bands we like on the bill include Three Wheeler and Temptress. And uh, that looks like a lot of fun. Throat Locust, if you like stoner doom and heavy metal and psychedelic rock, this is for you if you are in the Austin area. And it's free, by the way. We like free. 
All righty. A uh, bunch of other killer bands coming on tour. Australia's getting a lot of tour announcements, so we thought we would share some. Here's Nicholas Cage Fighter. Uh, very cool tour they're doing. Uh, 20 Watt Tombstone, the homies. You see me sometimes in my 20 Watt Tombstone merch. They have announced the Spring Midwestern Tour. Uh, very, very cool. This weekend in L.A. is the one-off show from AFI, Fire Inside, the gothy punk band. They are playing Sing the Sorrow in their in, in its entirety. The show is sold out at the Kia Forum in Inglewood. Jawbreaker is opening. Jawbreaker is still on their reunion business for the last five or six years. Really awesome. Chelsea Wolf is also going to be there, as well as Choir Boy. Very cool stuff for AFI. I'm sure there'll be a lot of videos uh, fan film videos, a lot of grainy cell phone videos of AFI and a lot of singing along and probably some crying uh, from your elder emos. Yob has announced a major tour of North America. Yob, Caven, and Paul Bearer, the openers on different dates. Unfortunately, not all playing together. That would be incredible. I believe Caven is doing the East Coast and Paul Bearer is doing the West Coast. I believe I have that correct. So just very cool. Uh, Black Sabbath, the all-star, all-female Black Sabbath cover band, is doing a quick tour of California this weekend. I'm trying to get to one of those shows. Here's the poster for Bottom of the Hill. I think I have the four up on here also somewhere else, or I did. Okay, I don't, but cool stuff if you want to hear some cool Black Sabbath covers, including our, our, our friend Emily Burton of Fireball Ministry is the guitar player of that band, or one of them. Uh, the guitar player. King's X has announced their first couple of dates of 2023. And they put out a killer record last year. Didn't really get a lot of publicity, but what a fantastic record. King's X, one of the best bands ever, in my opinion. Uh, feel free to come at me in the comments, but I'm going to go with that. Um, also, speaking of Australia, Smashing Pumpkins has announced a huge tour of Australia. Once again, they are touring with Jane's Addiction. They seem to really like them. No word if... Dave Navarro can make the tour. He's got long COVID and he's basically been off the road for the last year and a half and not been able to tour when Jane's Addiction has toured. But Smashing Pumpkins, the world is a vampire tour. Great name with the frowny vampire emoji. Perfect. No notes. Emil and the Sniffers, Red Hook, Battlesnake, and many more. And there's also going to be Billy Corgan's Wrestling League is going to be there. So that's awesome. Unseen, speaking of Australia, has booked a big tour of Australia, and they are going out there reformed with a, a new live lineup. And, you know, if you like noisy hardcore, you want to not miss Unsane, one of the coolest bands I've ever seen, going back 35 years probably. Some more tours. Converge has announced a brief tour that includes festivals but mostly some headline dates they seem to be in the studio based on some social media posts brutus is going to open for them very cool band from belgium that we like a lot megadeth has announced even more tour dates they're going to do a brief tour of canada i guess you could say north america there is one date in america in washington state but basically canada where they rarely get to play so megadeth doing the whole world europe festivals North America, South America, they did Japan last week, uh, you know, two weeks ago with Marty, reunited with Marty Freeman. So maybe Marty will show up. Maybe the, the paths will cross while Marty is in America on tour right now, opening in, for Queensryche. 
Devil Driver and Cradle of Filth kick off their tour. They kicked it off already, I think, tonight, actually, in California. We're going to cover that show this weekend. And Devil Driver also announced that they dropped a new single. They announced a new album. So lots of stuff going on with the Cradle of Filth and Devil Driver camps. Cradle of Filth has a live album coming around. We talked about that last week. And uh, Black Satellite and Oni are opening that Cradle of Filth Devil Driver co-headliner. So that's a lot of bang for your buck. Killer bands. Black Dahlia Murder had previously announced this big headline tour with a bunch of openers. They had added two more dates based on popular demand in the Midwest uh, and the East. So Ohio and Virginia get extra Black Dahlia Murder servings for all of y'all. Very cool. Best of luck to them. Heathen has kicked off their North America, finally, their Empire of the Blind tour for 2023. The Homeboys in Arrival of Autumn are opening. Very exciting stuff. Catch that tour. Do not miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Convalescence is kicking off a big tour this week. Uh, tonight, as we record this, Friday, uh, with our home homies in Casket Robbery and Ignomius. What a great band that is. Great ba grand band name. The Casket Robbery, we're big fans. Oh, supporting Convalescence. I feel like they're regular tour partners. I'm not sure. Uh, Casket homies, comment if you want to. There's Black Savage. Here's all four of their posters for the weekend. Not in the right order, but for the for the broadcast, but not whatever. Pretty cool. I like the posters. I like the logo. Fun. We like fun here. I know a lot of people stand in the back of shows with their arms crossed trying not to have fun. I like to have fun. All right. Olivia Jean is a singer-songwriter. She's kicking off a big tour in May, the Raven Ghost Tour. Go check her out. Pretty cool. Chelsea Grin and Carnifex have announced a big tour, co-headlining, also starting, I believe, in just a, just a month, kicking off at Phoenix. So definitely Suffer in Heaven, Suffer in Hell tour. Pretty cool. Steve Ignorant of Crass is going to do a brief tour of the UK at the end of this month, doing the hits of Crass with his solo band. Very cool stuff. One, two, three, four, five dates. So... Definitely don't miss out if you get the chance. And now on to the regular news. Finally, we blasted through all those tour dates. That's, that took up the majority of the show. It's all downhill from here, folks. Uh, it's going to be a lot of Metallica news from now until mid-April when that record drops and probably after that. So Metallica, uh, a couple of Metallica news items this week. They have an online archival website called The Black Box, which has all kinds of cool stuff from their entire history. They do series of exhibitions, virtual exhibitions, as if you were going to a museum. And this has been running for about a year and a half since they did their 40th anniversary celebration. And this is their third series of new archival content. And this week they added more stuff. They're doing the art of Metallica as the latest installment. And now they're doing a subsection of that installment. They did an art show about 11 years ago in L.A. called Obey Your Master. And this is pretty badass. You can go check that out at Metallica. I believe it's Metallica.com slash Blackbox. I think it may even have its own URL. We'll link it in the description just in case I'm wrong. And then some other interesting news. There's just a general picture of Metallica here. James Hetfield, who has already made his acting debut in a couple of things, including Netflix's Ted Bundy movie about two years ago, 
he is going to be in a new movie alongside Peter Dinklage of Game of Thrones in a Western cowboy thriller movie. Doesn't know what his role is going to be yet. The movie is called The Thicket, an adaption of the Joe R. Lansdale book. Juliette Lewis is also the star of the movie, a co-star with Peter Dinklage, and Hetfield has, a, I guess, a minor role. So maybe uh, Papa Het's getting into acting late in his career. I keep waiting for him to drop like a solo banjo country album, but uh, acting seems to be one of his side hobbies. Why the heck not? Tool. Here's a cool picture of uh, Justin Chancellor of Tool. And uh, Tool dropped a teaser on their Instagram this week of the band rehearsing. There's been rampant rumors that they're going to announce a big North American tour for the fall. Uh, it was thought that last summer when they finished touring, that might be the end of the Fear Inoculum cycle, which came out in 2019 before the whole world went to hell. But uh, yeah, Tool is in the studio rehearsing. Maybe they're making some new music together. We don't know. They were practicing Rosetta Stone, which they haven't played on tour in years. That'd be very cool if that's a song they're going to pull out for the upcoming festival headline dates they have, including Sonic Temple, where they are one of the headliners. Very cool. Very cool stuff from the Tool Camp. Red alert, y'all, as I like to say. Dave Lombardo, the man of a million bands, former Slayer drummer, currently in Testament, Suicidal Tendencies, Dead Cross, Mr. Bungle, he's got a band with his wife, Venom Morris, with a new album out. He has announced his first solo album, an experimental drumming album called Rites of Percussion, and he dropped a brand new single, and you can pre-order the album on many formats, and just super cool. That's coming out on Ipecac Records, again, the great Ipecac Records, home to Faith and More, co-owned by Mike Patton. So again... Six Degrees of Dave Lombardo to everybody in the metal world. Super excited to hear Lombardo just kill it on all kinds of weird percussion-y songs. Winter Sun. Winter Sun has to be one of the most frustrating bands of all time to be a fan of. Uh, everybody knows Time or Time One, which was just an astounding album about 13 years ago. Really set the melodic metal world on fire, maybe melodic death metal, but also other elements, progressive metal and other things. And uh, Yari Benepa uh, is an interesting cat. We'll just say that. He's had some problems with the fans at times. He definitely did a whole crowdfunding thing to build himself a studio, and he promised a time too because people were promised that sequel album. We never got it. He released a different album altogether a few years ago. And he teased this big, I'm dropping a brand new song this week. And it's like a two-minute instrumental called The Warning. I don't know what it's warning us of, but cool to have the band back doing stuff. I guess there'll be an announcement soon for an album, but it's a little anticlimactic at this point, guy. And uh, we like the band, and I'd like to interview Yari at some point and talk to him about all this stuff. But if you like Winter Sun... Your, your spider senses are tingling. Your Peter tingle is tingling. But, like, I don't know a two-minute instrumental. I don't know what that does for a fan of any band after a lot of hype and a lot of promises. All right. Omnium Gatherum dropped a brand-new single. They're dropping a brand-new EP called Slasher. They're on tour right now with Elevati. Go see that tour if you like the folk metal and the melodic death metals. Another band, uh, Clutch, just dropped a brand-new... 
announced a series of live al digital albums, live concert albums recorded from the soundboard. They dropped the first one just live to live to streaming last week. Uh, Copenhagen, August 23rd, 2022. So some of these are more recent. They're going to be from across the band, different eras, different set lists. You know, Clutch always representing. They dropped a brand new album last year, Sunrise on Slaughter Beach, which ended up in the Ghost Cult Top 75. Maybe I'll link that in the description. You can check that out. But yeah, Clutch, always a good time. Always a good time live. I actually prefer Clutch more as a live band than on their albums. That's just my personal taste. I have followed the band about their entire career. Rush. Rush is releasing a 40th anniversary box set of their Signals album, which turns 40 this year. Uh, a lot of synth pop and rock after they like dominated progressive rock in the late 70s. They hit the 80s by incorporating synthesizers. And this record in particular was very influential. It was like one hand in the current thing going on and one hand kind of trailblazing in the songwriting. So uh, I'm a big fan of this album and uh, I might even I might even have to go in and buy this thing. It has, I believe, four or five different vinyl versions and records on this collection. So that's kind of cool. Beavis and Butthead, season two of their comeback series is coming back on 420. Mark your calendars, get your nachos and cheese and your beer that you stole from a questionable adult person and watch Beavis and Butthead season two on Paramount Plus. I believe it's going to be on MTV. Probably Comedy Central also. All these are Paramount Plus properties, Paramount properties. So B&B &B coming back. We're almost at the end here of the news. This is weird. Avenged Sevenfold. I have done some work in publicity with bands. And publicity stunts don't do it for me anymore. It's kind of like a, just as soon as you just do. I'm covering music news a lot. So I see a lot of pitches and press releases. So Avenged Sevenfold claimed about a week and a half ago that they were hacked. And I didn't think much of it. And they wanted to drive their fans to their Discord server, which kind of makes a lot of sense because Discord is kind of one place to keep all your stuff and all your fans. And maybe you don't need to. Maybe you don't need to have a reliance, an over-reliance on these social networks that uh, you know we don't own. But Event Sevenfold claimed to get hacked, but when you went to their Discord there was and their website and other socials there was also kind of like a little treasure hunt for their fans who are you know discovering clues of Avenged Sevenfold is promising a new album this year their last record was the stage it's going on five or six years since then so maybe more and so yeah they've been teasing this record for a long time and uh yeah so Avenged Sevenfold not sure if they really got hacked or not if they didn't get hacked I don't care for the publicity stunt but you know I think it's smart to try to drive your most diehard fans to one place that you prefer rather than be at the mercy of at the mercy of these social networks like Twitter, you know, and, and you know, Instagram and Facebook that change all the time. I will say I did get this email sent to me. So I'm on their mailing list. That's also good. If you're a band out there, work your mailing list. It's more almost as much as important to social media or not. Uh, yep, Adelita's Way is on tour now. We, uh, I just noticed them. Uh, who was the biggest music artist of my freshman year in high school? Ugh, uh, Guns N' Roses, because I'm that old. That was uh, Appetite for Destruction came out when I was a freshman in high school. 
Um, I know that across the country, people go to different schools. Uh, some people go to school in the eighth grade as high school. Some people go to school in the ninth grade in high school. Some people go to school in the 10th grade in high school. I went to junior high until ninth grade. And then I went into 10th grade. I was, a, I guess I was a sophomore, but that was my first year. If I had to go to 86, I have to get back to you on that and think about who, but it might be probably a thrash metal band. Uh, maybe, maybe a Flotsam and Jetsam or somebody like that. But yeah, I'm old as fuck. Uh, all right. Uh, I think this is the last item of news in the stories this week. Uh, Brian Slagle, the owner and co-founder or founder of Metal Blade Records, he has already put out one book. And now he's dropping a new book this spring, Swing of the Blade. More stories from Metal Blade Records uh, with a cool dripping blood axe on the cover. Brian's awesome. I interviewed him once before. I met him a bunch of times at different Metal Blade functions. And he used to just, uh, I think he still has a place in New York. He used to just show up at metal shows in New York and hang, whether it was his bands or not, because he's a big metal fan. And uh, yeah, Brian is hella cool. I hope to get to chat with him again sometime. Metal Blade turned 40 years old last year and they're still celebrating hard. So super, super cool to still be covering Metal Blade bands all this time. On to some pop culture news as we get to the end of the show. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, as you can see, if you're watching here on YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, I have a bunch of Funko Pops behind me. And Funko announced this week that they lost so much money last year that rather than sell off or destroy like 30, 40 million dollars of Funkos that they just have no room for anymore, they're gonna drop, they're gonna just destroy them or dump them in a landfill, which is making like people do the meme with the guy behind the tree, like, mm, where can I find this landfill with these free Funkos? Um, I don't know if it's you know, maybe they just made too many or too many variants or too, you know, overestimated, you know, like the Funko Peak hit. Uh, I'm still a big fan. They get sent to me. I buy them. I'm going to show you one I just got in my mailbag in a second. But yeah, man, it's just kind of a little, you know, it's making me a little sad. Um, I guess they just went too hard with too many. Uh, you tell me if you still like collecting toys and collectibles and Funkos. I like the band ones, that's, you know, particularly, I love those. But also, we have some fun geek ones, as you can see behind me. I have Vic Rattlehead, Black Sabbath, and a Hannibal Lecter one that was gifted to me. But uh, I got a new one in the mail. We talked about this a few weeks back. I already kind of opened the box to make it easy for me on camera. But we got a new one in the mail last week. I will put myself back up on the screen, full size, so you can see this. I don't think I did this last week when I unboxed the vinyl in a tiny little screen. Good job, Keefe. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's show the one that I got this week. Toss the box over there. So this is the Ronnie James Dio Funko Pop Rocks. Let's see if you can see that. Get the glare out with the light there for TikTok. And here you go on the Insta and on YouTube. Ronnie James Dio giving the iconic horns. He's got a cool microphone. Let's unbox this guy. Uh, just for display purposes, I don't normally take them out. I take them out of the box and play with it like uh, Andy in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Uh, I assure you I have touched a boob and it is not a bag of sand. Uh, but yeah, here's the box. And I'll pull this guy out. This was fully authorized by Wendy Dio. Plastic area here. And uh, here is the guy. 
He's wearing kind of looks like kind of bell-bottom jeans with like moons on them. Very apropos. This is definitely like his uh I'm gonna say rainbow Ronnie James Dio. Rainbow era. He's got kind of like a cool uh Renaissance fair shirt on with flowy sleeves, probably singing about dragons and rain and mountains and swords. So yeah. Brian Steele Medina's here. Hey Brian, what's up? Good to see you. Gemini syndrome in the house. What's up? So yeah, here's the DL Funko. I just got this guy. And uh, but yeah, I don't know. You know, I hopefully the company, you know, they're hemorrhaging money and they're destroying products. That's usually a very bad sign for the uh, economic health of the company. I actually worked on in the marketing and PR world. I worked on Funko when they did their IPO, which was actually one of the most successful IPOs ever in stock market history. But uh, yeah, maybe uh, the bloom is off the rose a little bit. I'm a little sad. So uh, yeah, man, that's uh, that's the end of the show. For as far as I can tell, we banged through this, which is good. I got stuff to do. I'm sure you do too. Thanks for being here. If you made it this far, you're one of the real ones, and we greatly appreciate you. You might be a subscriber. You might not be. Chances are this is your first time with us. So thank you for watching, or thank you for tuning in at any point of the show. Please. Give us a follow, a like, a subscribe. If you like something, share a comment, share it with your friends. If you dislike something, let us know. We listen and read every comment all across the web. Believe it. So as we say at this juncture of the show, it's a tough time in the world. So please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and stay as metal as possible because Dio would want you to. Peace out. <laughs>